Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. So if, if you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, let me talk to you real quick about how this show is set up, how it's designed to work. So listeners just like you send in questions on my Instagram story. Every single Sunday I get on Instagram there, I put a question box up that says, ask me a question. And listeners just like you send in as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as they would like. I then select a few of those questions and I answer them here on the show. So if you have a question that you would like to send in, you can do so, like I said, on Instagram. You can find me there with the handle Adam underscore Pullman Fit. That's where you can find me to answer those questions. But today, uh, and for the next few episodes here, we're just going to go through some topic episodes just because I feel like... um, There are some things that I want to talk about with all of you guys, Uh, and secondly, because most of the questions that have come in this last week are questions that uh, I have already answered uh, here recently, so for your sake, I don't want to repeat myself constantly, um, and I don't want to do that uh, either for my sake, and then secondly, I just want to make sure you guys are getting new information, Uh, so we're going to go on to some topics uh, here over the next of the cor- over the course of the next few episodes, excuse me. So today what we're going to be talking about are five simple changes that you can make to improve your health and fitness. So we're going to go one by one. I'll talk about each one in a little detail. Uh, and we'll also discuss what those things look like uh, as far as implementing them into your daily life. All right. So like I said, usually these Uh, episodes are based on questions that are sent in. So if you're listening to this, the next Sunday that comes up, make sure you go to my Instagram uh, story there and ask a question. That way your question can be answered here in detail on the show. Other than that, if you want more free health, fitness, and nutrition information, you can download any of our free guides at pullmanfitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. All right, so this this topic came to mind just because in in a world of grabbing attention, in a world of social media, we tend to create messages that that sell really well, um, that are short, sweet, and sexy, right? Take this supplement to see X result. Uh, take XYZ to lose, lose 30 pounds in 30 days. It's, it's not only about grabbing attention, but it's also about promising something that is extremely, extremely enticing. So in a world where that dominates, we tend to <clears throat> glorify the things that don't matter as much, like taking a certain supplement, and we undervalue the things that aren't so sexy that make a massive difference in our health and fitness. And they're actually things that can be pretty simple as as well. So that's why I wanted to uh, talk about that today, just because we spend way too much time, like I said, looking over the things that don't matter that much and not nearly enough time on the big rocks and the big things that do make a difference. So let's let's talk about these, uh, these first two items and they kind of go hand in hand. But the first one, and like I said, these are the five simple changes that you can make to begin reaching your goals, no matter what your goals are. Okay. So the first thing is going to be uh, eating less processed foods. All right. Now, one thing that I want to be clear of is that processed foods like aren't inherently bad. 
And what I mean by that is you're, you're not going to have a, a processed food and then get fat from it. Or you're not going to have a single processed food and get a disease from it or just get diabetes from it. But too much of anything can, can be bad. Okay. So we have to keep that in mind. And the reason that we want to talk about processed foods here is just because processed foods, highly processed foods, I should say, uh, because pretty much all foods are processed, but highly processed foods are, are very low in nutrients. Uh, they're very low in health quality and they're very high in calorie content. Not only that, but they're also designed and created to hijack your palate uh, to hijack your brain and hijack your taste buds to make you want more. If you feel like Doritos just makes chips uh, for the for the sake of tasting good and there's nothing more to it, you're out of your mind. Those things are engineered to get you to want to eat more. Uh, they pay scientists millions and millions of dollars to figure out what they can do uh, as far as texture, crunch, consistency to make sure that you are wanting more of those foods, Okay. Um, so that, that's something to keep in mind. All right. So we want to reduce the amount of highly processed foods that we eat. It'll, it, they can allow us or influence us to eat more, uh, eating more calories that we need. Those tend to be associated with a lot of mindless eating. Uh, and they're just not good quality foods that nourish our body. Well, like I said, they're totally okay to have. All right. They're totally okay to have. Um, I thoroughly enjoy cookies. I love having cookies as a part of, uh, my food intake uh, pretty consistently, but I'm always making sure that whole natural foods make up at least at the very, very bare minimum, 80% of the food that I'm eating in a day. Okay. Um, I feel like a more appropriate ratio is 90% uh, whole natural foods, 10% uh, more processed foods. Uh, but you know, the general recommendation that most people give is 80, 20. So 90, 10 is where I like to live. So remember that I'm not saying this to demonize certain foods and say, you should never have this stuff because inherently they're bad in and of themselves, but more so to say, uh, just a heads up, you know, when you eat a lot of these highly processed foods, this is what you're working with. This is what you're dealing with. Okay. Now, improving your health is going to be harder when you're consuming nothing but highly processed foods. So we should move on to the second thing, which is eating more whole natural foods, more whole natural foods or whole natural foods, I should say, are the flip of those highly processed foods. They're typically lower in calorie. They're typically uh, much higher in nutrient quality, and they're much beneficial for our overall health. And they're not necessarily designed or engineered to hijack our taste buds and make us crave more. Um, sure, there are fruits and veggies and things like that that are modified to be bigger, maybe to last longer throughout droughts, um, but they're not changing. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. You know, they're not changing. Uh, everything about a strawberry to make us constantly crave strawberries, okay? Uh, whereas they would with Pringles or Doritos or ice cream, whatever. So it's another thing to keep in mind. Uh, eating more whole natural foods is going to be key. Uh, not only is it good for nutrient quality and your overall health, but it's going to help regulate your hunger, hunger signals a lot more. Uh, they're going to help you feel more satiated and you're going to crave a lot less. So the first two items that we have to address, two simple, simple changes to begin reaching your goals. I don't care if it's muscle building. I don't care if it's fat loss, whatever it is, a good, good starting point is just going to be making sure a majority of your food intake is whole natural food. Um, and a lot less of it is highly processed foods. When you focus on just making those simple changes before you get into the nitty gritty of tracking your calories and calorie cycling and doing this and doing that and figuring out fasting and all that complicated shit. That's honestly unnecessary. Um, 
Don't worry about that until you have this stuff figured out. Making these simple changes like eating more whole natural foods, eating more greens, those things will go a long, long way. I know they're not sexy. The message isn't sexy. The message isn't promising like eat five bowls of spinach a day and you're going to lose 80 pounds. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you're going to have better overall health when you focus on those things and better overall health is going to make reaching your goals a whole heck of a lot easier. All right. So that's one and two. Now let's go ahead and take a look at... um, the, the last few items here. So the next one is just going to be drinking less calorie-filled beverages. I think um, this this would also go into the processed food category, but what we tend to do is we we, we tend to, um, I don't know, separate drinks from our mind when we think of our food intake because when we say food intake, we obviously just think of food. We never think of food and drink intake. So we always think of the calories that we are eating, but we rarely ever think of the calories that we are drinking. Um, and as you know, calories that are uh, that are consumed in a drink form, liquid calories are much, much easier to consume and they're much easier to uh, pile on without even realizing it because you're not going to be nearly as hungry. A lot of them are loaded with, with added and refined uh, sugars, which is not going to be best. And like I said, with the processed food thing, um, it could cause you to want to, to crave more and want more because of that. Now, I'm also not going to go ahead and say that diet sodas uh, and things like that and diet drinks are the best supplement are the best substitute. I think it can be a great start, but I would never recommend replacing a soda addiction with a diet soda addiction. Because though they may be calorie free and you are reducing the calories, you're not changing your relationship with that food, with that drink, uh, and with that item, you are simply keeping the addiction and replacing the substance. And that substance might not even be the healthiest. You know, people want to argue about artificial sweeteners, whether it's good or bad or causes cancer or whatnot. My outlook on things like that is just erring with caution when you're never 100% certain. Uh, I do consume artificial sweeteners here and there, but they are definitely not a regular part of my uh, diet as to, you know, how they hijack my taste buds. When I, when I have more sweet things, even diet sodas, I tend to crave more uh, sweet items. I'm not saying that that's just because artificial sweeteners do that. Um, All I'm saying is that um, that's what happens for me. And there has been some research and some studies to suggest that that is possible uh, with other people as well. It's not a direct uh, causation, but a correlation is still something to keep in mind here and there. Uh, And then, you know, I also want to make sure I'm looking out for my gut health. People say, you know, oh, it doesn't do anything. I feel like based on what I've seen, um, it's not going to be the best for your gut health, especially when consumed on a regular basis, anything in moderation, like these artificial sweeteners, you're probably fine, you know, so that's how I treat it. Um, but anyway, the, I'm going in a different tangent. The point is, um, be mindful of the, the calories and the, the nutrients and the chemicals and stuff like that, that you are consuming on a regular basis. Be aware of those, um, because they do have an effect on your body, even if you're not eating it. Okay. So drinking less calorie filled beverages will be a massive help uh, because one, like I said, you're not full when you drink those and you tend to kind of forget that those are calories that you're actually consuming. We tend to just think of them as a drink uh, and they just kind of come in and go out and there's no effect uh, beyond that, but there is. So that's one thing you can work on uh, as well. Now let's talk about some some things that are obvious. Uh, one of those being, this is number four, strength training on a regular basis. Okay, I recommend three times a week as a good average. You know, if you're more advanced and you have crazier goals and you have the time, you can go above that. You know, 
if you're in the middle, stay there. And if you're just starting out, work out twice a week. But strength training, the reason I recommend strength training, no matter what your goal is, is because it has many different benefits. Let's, um, since this is mostly a fitness show, let's talk about the context of fat loss and the context of muscle building. First, fat loss. So resistance training, it has a, a pretty direct uh, metabolism boosting, metabolism increasing uh, effect. When we gain lean muscle tissue, that is going to improve the amount of calories that we burn at rest. There is also another kind of indirect result from resistance training, and uh, we haven't really been able to figure out what exactly it is, but people are able to uh, burn hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of additional calories after strength training on a regular basis, even if the uh, the additional calorie burn, those hundreds of calories don't equate to the amount of lean muscle mass that they have gained. So there is something else going on um, that allows an individual to burn more calories at rest. Uh, and burning more calories at rest is going to make fat loss easier. Just imagine me saying having a faster metabolism is going to make fat loss easier. We all know that that's the truth. Someone um, that's able to burn, this is, you know, let's just give an example. Someone that's able to burn 2,500 calories at rest is going to have a much easier time than someone trying to the someone that burns you know 1500 calories at rest the person that burns fewer calories at rest is going to have to be a lot more mindful of their calorie intake because when your basal metabolic rate is a certain amount it's going to be a lot easier to go over your total daily energy expenditure whereas someone who is roasting through calories some, simply just by existing it'll be a lot harder for them to consume more calories uh, than they actually need to maintain their weight and it will be easier to consume fewer calories uh, then they need to maintain their weight, therefore having it easier, having an easier time staying in a calorie deficit. So anyway, a faster metabolism is going to make fat loss a whole hell of a lot easier. Okay. And that can come from strength training on a regular basis. Now let's talk about the muscle building thing. Obviously we know that when you challenge your strength and muscle building threshold, your body responds by increasing its strength and increasing its lean muscle. Uh, sure. Nutrition pl pl plays a role, uh, but when you're exposing your body to resistance, and your body is fighting that resistance, your muscles are actively fighting that resistance, your body responds to that environment by getting better. Responds by getting better by increasing lean muscle tissue. Responds by getting better by increasing central nervous system activation to the muscles to increase strength. That's how it's going to respond. So strength training, no matter your goal, is a must. Outside of fat loss and muscle building, Strength training has many different attributes uh, and, and, and pros like um, decreased risk of injury. Uh, obviously, if you're, if you're working out in an unsafe manner, whether it's resistance training or not, you're increasing your risk of injury. But when you use uh, strength training safely and you're doing it with stability and good control, you are going to be able to prevent your body from injuries that could happen in everyday life um, if you didn't have stability and good control. Okay, so that's another pro. Uh, another pro from strength training is just an increased quality of life. You're going to be able to do things in your life a lot easier if you're stronger. When you're stronger, life just simply gets easier. You're going to be able to do things that were a little bit more challenging at first. You're going to finally be able to help that friend move. Um, I'm trying to think of another example. Playing with your kids might not be so difficult anymore. Your body is just going to be more stable. It's going to be more supported, and it's going to be a lot stronger, and that's going to increase your, it can increase your longevity uh, and your quality of life. So strength training is an absolute must despite your goal. The last thing I wanted to touch on, number five, is implementing some sort of stress, uh, stress, <laughs> uh, sleep and stress ritual, okay? We all create rituals in our lives um, before we go to bed, like brushing our teeth, taking our contacts out, washing our face, then we go to bed. 
But outside of that, we don't really think of much. We have routines when it comes to uh, getting up in the morning, you know, we might go brush our teeth or we might get coffee first. Or we might do some reading or, you know, whatever it is. We all have routines that we usually fall uh, into and that allows us to get ready for the day. But very few of, us, few of us have routines that allow us to de-stress from the day to go into a place of rest and digest as we go to sleep. So, um, you know, one to two hours before bed, it's good to just start reminding your body that, hey, it's time to wind down. It's time to go uh, to sleep. Now, there are a few different ways that you can do that. You can um, start by just dimming the lights in your house or turning them off um, and using candles or Himalayan salt lamps, things like that. Your body was created to rise with the sun and go down with the sun. Okay. So, when it gets darker, you're letting your body know that, hey, it's nighttime. It's time to start increasing melatonin. Uh, it's time to start unwinding and getting ready for bed. So dimming those lights, making everything darker over time can be a huge help. Uh, avoiding electronics can help as well. Now, I understand that that's a little bit more unrealistic for some people. Um, a lot of people really enjoy winding down, watching TV beforehand. I know I do. Maybe we're on our phones Maybe we're on an iPad reading an article or whatever. Uh, if, we're, if we're using electronics, I, electronics, excuse me, I highly recommend utilizing uh, blue light blocking glasses. Obviously, the first, first choice would be avoiding electronics before bed. But if there is a night where you're not um, and you choose to be on electronics, wearing some nighttime blue light blocking glasses can be a great, great help. Can help that melatonin production be more regular rather than slowing it down as your body, as your eyes are exposed to that um, that bright blue light from your electronics. Okay. Uh, another thing that you can do is making sure that you avoid food, you know, an hour, maybe two hours before bed. It's not 100% necessary. And it's not that food, it's not because the food eating before bed is going to make you fat. That's not true. It's just more so that we know people tend to sleep better when they don't have uh, full stomachs, when it's been a while since they've eaten. That usually tends to improve people's sleep. Usually, it's uh, people have a harder time sleeping when they have uh, food in their stomach or they have a full stomach. So an hour, two hours before bed, try not to have any food. Um, that way your body can get into a good restful state. Another, another couple things that you can do, you know, have a conversation with your spouse, um, read a book, do something that's just not stressful, allows you to kind of unwind. Um, and uh, you'll be able to go into a better restful place before you crawl into bed. And as you all know, sleep is extremely important for regulating hormone function. It's going to be important for recovery after your workouts. That way you can go kill it the next day. Sleep is not something that should be overlooked. Uh, unfortunately, sleep is something that is, is, is very underrated in our society. We, we feel that people who sleep a lot, who get a lot of rest, are, are looked at as lazy rather than productive and energetic and successful, which is a complete shame. I don't think it should be that way. Uh, but anyway, point is focus on getting lots of good sleep because that is going to really positively impact the results that you see from your effort in the kitchen and in the gym. The worse your sleep is, the more you're sleep de deprived, the worse your hormone profile is, the worse your overall health is, and you're going to make reaching those fat loss goals, muscle building goals, mobility goals, strength goals, whatever it is, a whole hell of a lot harder when you are not in a good state of good internal overall health. All right. So five things, five simple things that you can do to start getting closer to your goals. First thing is just going to be eating less highly processed foods. Next, eating more whole natural foods, at least 80-20, 80% whole natural, 20% processed. Uh, but I recommend going 90-10. And then drinking less calorie-filled beverages, number three, and number four and five, strength train on a regular basis, and create some sort of nightly routine. 
Guys, thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. If you know someone that needs to listen to this, send them here or share this episode uh, with them. And uh, like I said in the beginning, if you have uh, an interest in more free fitness information, you can download any of our free guides at pullmanfitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.